grace of his presence, one of the things that happens to you is that you begin to understand how close and how how close and how imminent is the force of evil. You become more sensitive to the happens of evil. The further away you are from God, the more you feel that life is all cool. Your level of resentment of evil becomes really poor. And it's a strategy. So that anybody who wants to overwhelm you, you will not even know you're a victim. If you know a snake is in your house, in one of the one of the rooms upstairs, but you don't know which one, and it's nice for you to go and sleep, will you just go to bed and then sleep off? They say there's a snake in the one of the rooms, and you don't know which one. Maybe it's in your own room, and you go you go to bed and you start sleeping. No, 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 no. Any noise you attract, you can see whether it is a snake. But if they tell you that the snake is in the bush around the house and you're up there, you will sleep because you say, How can that snake come in there? You see. So when you begin to grow in God's presence, you begin to notice how little and how deadly the presence of, of evil garrisons our lives. And it puts you on the toe. Certain things you take for granted will not be doing them anymore because you are not sensitive. This morning, from the first reading, we saw what happened in the house of. David. David had two sons. Had Absalom, he had Ammon, and then had a sister called Tema. But Ammon was a kind of a rascally kind of person. He began to desire to sleep with his sister. And play some pranks. He consulted one of his friends, and his friend told him the best thing to do is to find that you are sick. And then, when your father comes to see you that you are sick, Tell your father that you should tell your sister to go and cook the delicious meal for, for you and come and serve you personally. And as usual, he, he did that. And his father said, Come, that's okay. All right. Tell him, please, go and prepare a nice meal for your, your, your brother. He's very sick. And I said to him, Make sure that he, he gets well. And when she did that, Amon began to approach her in the course of serving that meal. And she resisted with all her strength. And try to explain to Ammon the consequence of doing this. That is against the law of God. But Ammon was really drunk with his lust. And could not even care. So he had to rape her. Now, when that happened, he now threw her out of the place. Even asked his servants to come and throw her out of the house there. So Tema came out of that place. And then was heartbroken. Tore her clothes. Put some ashes on herself. And walked home, you know, dismayed. So when Absalom heard about it, he was embittered. He said, why would this my brother do this to our sister? The house was not comfortable with him anymore. But Absalom is the type of person that is very, very opinionated. They had to plan how to kill Ammon. One day, he sat down and said, okay, I think the best thing to do is let me organize a meal for all the children of David. But that's going to be outside the house. So he got a place and prepared a very big banquet. And he invited his father David to be there. But his father resisted strongly and refused that he would not go. But said, let the others go. And so when they went, they were marrying and eating and drinking. And when Ammon was heavily drunk, Absalom commanded one of the servants to stab him. So be very careful when he invites you to all kinds of things. Not all invitation is for good. Are you getting wisdom? He was chop, 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 chop everything. Serve with this one, serve with this one. Not all service is for your life. Some services are for your death. 
So when he did that, he knew that he has provoked anger in the family, that the son will not be happy with him. So Absalom ran and went to stay with his grandfather from his mother's side. And was there for three years. The fourth year, his father, David, now began to call him back to his uh, men, his fighters. So let him come back. We can consign. No problem. He has done the evil thing. We have mourned Ammon. And Ammon has died. So what can we do? Let's continue life. But Absalom from that, from Abinicio, had developed a very terrible spirit. And that's where the wisdom of God is making us understand this. A very terrible, ambitious spirit. A very deadly spirit. It is, that's an ambition I made not to forgive the brother, but to plan to kill him. His plan was not only to just kill his brother, but also to take over the throne of his father. So he began to nurse this in his heart. But the father didn't know. So when he killed and ran away for that three years and then he was brought back, yes, he came back and was reconciled physically, but in his heart, his wickedness was still there. And when he came back, during the time he was reconciled with his father, he began to plan on how to bring his father down. And then began to meander, you know, began to play pranks among the Israelites and they began to like him. Be very careful when people like you so much. Be careful with those who people like so much too because you don't know how general it is. So Absalom won the heart of the people to the point that even went to, you know, win the heart of one of David's counselors, his right-hand counselor. David takes the counsel of that man seriously. His name is Ahithophel. God uses him. Whenever David wants to embark on anything, he will go to Ahithophel and say, what do I do? What do I do? What do I do? And I still will give him plans. And when he follows it, he will hit it. There was never a counsel, listen, that Ahithophel gave David a failed. He had that prestige. He was respected among David fighters, among the, in the, in the Cape Palace. The, the, the Israelites, they knew him. If you consult Ahithophel for any advice, and he advises you, God backs it up. So Absalom felt that, yes, I can use this man too. And so when he had won the heart of uh, many of the Jews, then he went and uh, connived with Ahithophel. Ahithophel himself, even though he was right-hand man of David, had begun also to hate him for nothing. For nothing. They began to say, David is like this. Only him claim that he sees God. Only him is a fighter. Only him is Every Just, they just began to hate him for nothing. The man that is covering them, who takes his life, go to battle to fight and cover them. This is the man that now hate him. Jesus was going about you know, healing the sick. All the people he healed were the one who said on that day, crucify him. Yes. So Ahithophel now told him, when Absalom went, went to see cancer, he said, the best way to hit your father and knock him off and to prove to the Jews that you are ready to take the throne is to go and sleep with one of your father's wives. That the, the two will be so clear. And the people say, yes, we now know that David is no longer with his son, so we cannot anoint his son and make him king. When David heard that Ahithophel that was now connected with his son, even himself feared, because he knows that whatever this man says, God backs it up. David, with his men, had to prepare to run away. It was in a way to run away that this man came here now, this man called Shai, came and began to say, look at you. 
You see, he's part of uh, Absalom's camp. Started cursing the king. Just because you feel that you are, you are not comfortable with him. Look at you. Bygone, bygone, you old man of blood. And all kinds of things. And one who had senses started challenging him. David said, leave him. What are we to do? If my own son have written against me, is it this one or this Benjamin that will not rise against me? Look at his heart in the midst of all this. A father who is a fighter, who has killed, whose anointing has led him to different battles and he came back victoriously. His son is fighting him. If David means to destroy Absalom, can he kill him? One man from David's camp can finish just Absalom and his, and his people. One man called Joab. He will fight until his hand will melt into the iron he's holding his hands. The man will keep fighting. The sword in his hand will come to his hand and they can't move it. Miraculously. But David chose to run. Still running. Insult was still coming. But David made one prayer. When he finally knew that Ahitophel has joined forces with his son Absalom and Absalom has raised over 50,000 soldiers and the rest do were with his son. When David had prayed, he said, Father, turn the counsel of Ahitophel to foolishness. For the first time. And what happened? His counsel was turned to foolishness. In a very simple way, don't fight a man carrying God's grace. You don't know his dealings with God. David was rascally. He wasn't a perfect man, but there was something with him, that, with God, that God made that made that, that made God to choose him. When you see grace in somebody's life, no matter how it is, be very careful with that kind of person. Be it your words, be it your action, because they did that person goes back into the, his dealings with God and rise against you. The thing that will follow you will tell him. David made one prayer. Oh God, turn the counsel of this man I have respected, I have been with him, I have, I have been a, a good man to him all these years. Turn his counsel to foolishness. Now, there's a sudden from nowhere. After Absalom had gone to sleep with his wife and the car was with him, all of a sudden, Absalom began to you know, think twice again about what he did and all that and was planning at his and abandoned the counsel of him. So he felt insulted. This is the first time my counsel is not executed fully out of pride. What a good decision. He planned to himself. Go for a read it in second summit of the king. David was at it. Don't fight those who curse you. Don't curse those who curse you. Those who think they are smarter than you because of the and they feel they can judge you. They should continue. David said in Psalm 37, the Lord, don't fight you. The Lord is the strong God of the Before you will lie from. When my enemy stands against me to drink my flesh and will eat my flesh and drink my blood, it is they who stumble at If you don't know where to go, go and the path. Christians, sometimes we lose God and we think that we have arrived and we can do things to make people. Sometimes we can do things. We sell kinds of things. We sit down with and we start getting things. 
We saw all of things. Go to parishes. Priests, priests are getting frustrated because of what the people they are serving are doing to them. And this is all come to them. Yes, they're not perfect. They didn't force them to the priesthood. We don't say that, yes, they are not making mistakes. They are making mistakes. But why would the people, the same people that are blessing, the same people that are sacrificing their life for, they are the ones who are taking them. When somebody comes to you and starts discussing a peace, slap the person. Yes. Slap the person. You don't need the dealings this person has had with God. David had all kinds of dealings with God. When they look at him and say, it's not David, this man. We have, we, have, we have seen him now. We have seen him finish, as we say in our own Nigerian language. I don't see him finish. What do you mean again? With just one prayer, finish them. He didn't touch them, but their life never remained the same. Betrayal is everywhere. Wickedness is everywhere. And now it's growing like mushroom inside the church. Be very careful. Mind double tongues. Don't make friends with people who are like that. Design such people. I'm very careful. David was still doing the work of God. Okay, my son, come back. He didn't know that that reconciliation would bring his downfall. Yes, there are some people that they will never change. Because the evil they have begun to brood is taken to their the end. So allow it to destroy them. Just keep your hands and focus. Look not to Jesus. The altar and the finish of faith is a matter of time. It's a matter of time. Don't soil your hands. Don't get them bitter that they stabbed you. Don't get them bitter that they spoil your name. Don't get them bitter because they are fighting you. Then you should all keep fighting. I love so are for us. You see, he has taken a battle well into the realm of the spirit. See, those who are for them, not the soldiers they are seeing physically. And those who are for us. Are you getting the point here? He said, those who are for us are more than theirs. And when they came close to kill him, he said, Lord, blind them. They got blind. God still remains with his faithful people. And that should be our courage. The more the world is getting wicked, the more you should be consecrating yourself. The more they are fighting you. The more you should be consecrating yourself. The more they are trying to pull you down. The more you will be consecrating yourself. It's a matter of time. You will see what the anointing does. Finally, what did David say in the responsorial psalm? Hmm? Where's the place again? He says, hmm? He says, Arise, O Lord, and save me. Say, How many are saying about me? How many are saying about me? There is no help for me in God. But you, Lord, you are the shield about me. My glory. Who lifts up my head? I cry aloud to the Lord. From his holy mountains, he answers me. I lie down, I sleep, and I wake up. For the Lord opposed me. I will not fear even thousands of peoples who are arraigned on every side against me. Arise, O Lord, and save me, my God. Did God save him? May God save us through Christ our Lord. Amen.